back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I'm Emily, and this is a podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip, or your next exotic destination. And with me is Kristen. Hello! 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 Hello. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) You're in the mountains. (laughs) Yeah, somewhere. Well, before we get too far, we shouldn't forget Zen. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Well, from wherever you are, you probably know that in Southern California, the weather, especially the weather, is starting to get very warm. So it's not a bad time to start considering a road trip. And taking a road trip allows you to take the path less traveled, see things along the way to your destination that you might otherwise miss if you took a plane. And while you're meandering through to your destination, it's just a great opportunity to chill and discover things that, like I said, you haven't seen before and just take take in the journey for the reason that just not your destination, but take in all the things that you see along the way too. And before we reveal our road trip suggestions, we have a quick message from our sponsor. At 21, Steve Jobs founds Apple Computer. Colonel Sanders is 62 when his first KFC franchise opens. Success can come at any age. Need help jumpstarting your success? With thousands of courses and 60-plus certificate programs, UCI Division of Continuing Education can help. Courses are offered every quarter, so start today at ce.uci.edu forward slash amazing. Okay, before we begin, a little history of the road trip. The first known road trip was undertaken in 1888 by a woman named Bertha Benz from Mannheim to Pforzheim. And if that name sounds familiar, there's a reason. Bertha was the wife of Carl Benz of Mercedes-Benz fame. She said that she wanted to visit her mother, but most likely it was an early attempt at viral marketing. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say... I think humans have been doing road trips as long as we've been alive. I'm sure the first time they put, you know, wood on a wheel and had a little wheelbarrow, they were probably doing road trips. Yeah, I think they're talking about that was the first automobile road trip, though. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's, but, that's fair. But it's it's kind of cool that it was actually a woman versus a guy, right? Touche. You know, the yeah. assumption would be, to me, it's like, oh, it's a dude. But, you know, no, it's a woman. So, yeah. So, um, following up with that, the first American transcontinental trip from San Francisco to New York took place in 1903 and was undertaken by H. Nelson Jackson and C. Wall K. Crocker. Um, also, there was a dog named Bud. Oh, yes, the dog. You right? You need to have a dog, right? Yeah. But we couldn't find any information if Bud belonged to Nelson or C. Or C. Wall. So, did you find out what breed Bud was? No, I didn't. You know, I imagine him like a little Jack Russell. Aww, <laughs> I imagine a golden retriever. <laughs> well, I was thinking like a small dog, but with spots. Oh, oh like a like target. Yeah. Like, yeah, something oh, like yeah. that. What is that called? Something bull. Bull terrier. Uh, bull terrier. Bull terrier. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. So their trip with their dog took 63 days in 19, um, in 19, Okay, it's 63 days. In 1909, the first woman to cross the U.S. was by car. Um, her name was Alice Hewler Ramsey, um, and she brought her two older sister-in-laws, 
interesting choice. And a 19-year-old <laughs> friend, um, Hermione Johns. Um, only of the four of them, though, only Alice knew how to drive the car, too. And it took him 59 days, and so she beat these dudes, um, to wow. travel from New York to San Francisco, California. Wow. So, however, that was only the beginning in 1926. Route 66, a road connecting Chicago to L.A., opened. And like other highways in the system, the path of Route 66 was a cobbling together of existing local, state, and national roads, allowing wanderlust ingrained travelers an easy way to explore the Midwest to the West Coast and forever ingraining leisure travel or road trips forever into American culture. Um, Every time I think of Route 66, I think of cars... Um, the movie, the Pixar, the Disney <laughs> movie, not just cars, like the vehicle, yeah. but like the movie. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, oh. Well, I, this is reminding me in my sophomore history class, which was U.S. history, um, learning about how the American freeways even came to be because of the Cold War. Yeah. Right? Oh. That we needed a way to transport. From coast to coast. Yeah. Yes, and so we put together our freeways, which is, one, just wild to me, and two, it really explains why the East Coast and West Coast are built so differently, because the East Coast was really, you know, it it was founded so much longer ago, you didn't have people doing these long trips and having all this space, and a lot of these towns were already formed, and then these other, on the West Coast, it wasn't that populous or established when they, you know put together these roads and and freeways and stuff like that um i did so i don't that, remember learning that but maybe i did <laughs> yeah i mean something i remember all nations always you know, like I, I know like taiwan so they they wanted to they built a highway along the coast because it was very difficult to go from taiwan to hualien and it's all military strategic of course it helps commerce mm-hmm. but it's very important like if there's some kind of military action to be able to go back and forth um, to move your troops quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's another case of this that, I, Oh, and in Chile, um, I mentioned before is that, you know, having a population in your whole country really is helpful. So they actually offered free land to immigrants in parts of the country that they didn't have a population because they wanted people there because if it's unguarded, anyone could take over those areas. Well, that's what we did too, right? With our pioneers and like the Oregon Trail. Right, right. Very did you guys, I guess I'm aiming this more at Emily, but Zen, maybe your daughter. Did you guys ever read um, Little House on the Prairie? I didn't. Oh, I, I know, it's such a classic. It's such a classic. It is, like, but what's crazy is, and I would, reading this again in today, I'm sure it'd be wild, but their families specifically would move to Indian territories, as it was known in the book, to settle the land because the government wanted to take up that space. Huh. And so it was, what did they call them? Homesteads? Homesteads. 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 You would just show up and build your house and you got that land. Well. Pioneers take the arrows, settlers take the land. Yeah. So, actually, yeah. I don't know if you guys have heard. Uh, now we're going sideways, but uh, yeah. there there was a TV show based off of that as well in the seventies or early eighties. Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like I a, that. so. Okay. Um. Yeah, and, and so I think you know, west of the Mississippi is ripe for road trips. 
um, lots of highways, lots of open space and room, um, and not as much infrastructure for transportation on, as on the East Coast. Like you can get to major cities pretty quickly on trains and buses, but West Coast, everything else is so spread out. Um, and so I, it's somewhere like California that has such varied landscape like you can travel and see the same stuff in texas from side to side (laughs) i'm sorry but i've done it um and so just california itself has so many road trips within it it's it's almost like three different countries mixed in with farmland yes yeah it really is yes so actually we forgot to mention today we're gonna focus on california Yes. So, so first up, I guess I'll start out. Um, the first up is the one that I suggest you take is you take the trip from Los Angeles all the way up to San Francisco, not via the grapevine, but you should take it doing PCH. Now, if you go through the grapevine from Los Angeles to San Francisco, I think it would take you about five hours that does that sound about right? If you take, the I highway? think longer, but maybe that's just because I was young when I took yeah. those trips. So it felt like it was all day long. Okay, it could be you know five six hours. I know from I'm Orange County, you could do it. Yeah, let's see. But but if you go on PCH, you know you might want to take two days. There's parts of PCH which is um, short for Pacific Coast Highway. Um, that are just two lane roads, and they're all a lot. A good part of them are actually along the beach, and some of them are fairly tight turns. Um, I highly suggest. I've always mentioned this before: is if you can get a convertible or a um, you know rent a convertible, you can always put the top up, get some hats and some sunscreen. You will. It will be an excellent experience just because you can smell. You can feel the temperatures changing. You can smell the ocean. You can smell. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll go through like a grove of uh, pine trees and you get to smell the pine. Um, so it's really, it's a different sensation if you actually go down PCH on a, in a in convertible. Um, also, some of those turns are so tight that you really can't be going much faster than 25 miles per hour. Um, so make sure you get some, you know, try not to get like a big land cruiser kind of thing. You'll just be miserable going up and down that road. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I have, here's a few suggestions starting out from. But let me say one oh. thing, because you said to take two days and I would say as much time yeah. as you can spare. Okay. I don't yeah. agree with you that. You can spend you can drive up the coast and there are so many sites and places of interest in like little cities on the way you could spend a week. I would if yeah. You really. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you had the time and wanted to, you could really spend a week in really like taking in that whole section of California. Um, but if you only have the time to drive, you flying into San Francisco and you're driving down to LA and flying out that night, it's like still worthwhile to do that drive and see it. Yeah, at least, I, I, yeah, I think you're you have a much better suggestion. I mean, it's like you at least want to leave two days to do mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. just to see it. But yeah. if you want to like fully experience it, yes, you can spend a whole week going up and down the coast. Um, 
So the first place I would suggest, I mean, like going out of LA, um, you're going to go through Santa Monica. This is still, um, still uh, LA-ish. The first one I suggest is the Getty Villa. Um, if hmm. you heard of Paul Getty, um, very famous rich man, um, he built a museum. Um, what movie did they do on him recently? Um, um, All the Money in the World. All the Money in the World. And um, so that's a museum along the way. It's along the coastline. Um, you're going to go through Malibu. Have you guys? I, I don't. I just hung out in Malibu. There wasn't anything in particular that stuck, stuck out to me over there. Same. No, it's kind of like a beach town. It's a beach town. It's kind of like celeb watching. It's mm-hmm. just nice, but it's yeah, nothing like crazy going on there. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's but however, at that area, take a look out because some of the nicest cars you'll see going up and down PCH. <laughs> um, somewhere a little bit further north, you're going to come to Oxnard, California. Um, the uh, PCH um, Highway One does not actually go on the coast. It actually kind of slides into Oxnard, California. Um, what's nice about Oxnard, though, is uh, if you were there at the right time, early spring, I believe, or around springish, they actually have a really fun uh, strawberry festival. Oh, that's right! Yeah, it is amazing. It is just the hugest strawberry festival you've ever seen, and everything is strawberries and strawberry pie and fresh strawberries, and you know everyone's strawberry princess contest and all those types of things. So, (laughs) if you have a chance, check that out. Going north of there, there is another beach town called Ventura. if you've heard the name, there's an actor named Jesse Ventura, and he took his name after the city of Ventura. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of his favorite places. Um, continuing north, you will be now actually, strangely enough, when we say going north, it's the length, the whole highway, but at this part, you're actually going east to west. Then it will go north again. Um, because the coastline is not straight north, it, and if anything, it's kind of a angle, is that you're going to hit Santa Barbara. Mm, yes. Does anyone know anything about oh. Santa Barbara here? Yes. <laughs> I know. Yes, that's where I went to college. I miss it. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's all done in a beautiful Spanish mission style architecture all throughout the downtown. They have um, the UC there. They have um, the Santa Barbara Mission of the California Missions, which was founded in 1786, is actually um, called the Queen of the Missions. Um, if you guys read the book Island of the Blue Dolphin, yeah. oh my gosh. that was like required reading in, in California schools yes. when I was a kid. Um that woman is buried at the Mission Santa Barbara. Um, no kidding. She oh. was she was on the the story is about um, a Native American girl who it was like her tribe accidentally left her behind on an island on the and it was the Channel Islands right yep. off the coast right. and mm-hmm. she ends up surviving like on her own for a long time um, and. So they wrote a book about it, and the the woman that this was really about, she was, I think, taken in by um, missionaries from Santa Barbara, and she lived at that mission and um, is buried there or interred there. 
You also have right outside of Santa Barbara in the county is Montecito, which is where a lot of celebrities live, including Oprah and um, Katy Perry, who's from Santa Barbara. Uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry live there now. Ellen DeGeneres. Super, super ritzy area. And if you don't want to stay on the beach side, just inland very close because it kind of hugs the coast you get into um some of these hills and wine country very fast so tons of wineries um and beautiful like grapevines in that area too right and it's called they call that whole area like the Cote de Jure of the west or something like that mm-hmm. so it's supposed to be almost like as you know as beautiful as the south of France so and it's a pretty, it's a pretty big city. It's probably like the biggest city in the central coast, maybe like for that area, you're going to start passing by lots of little towns, but Santa Barbara is like one of the last stops of like a big city. I feel like before you come up on some of these other ones. Yeah. Yep. Okay. The next city up. Okay. So to kind of give you a rough idea where we're at, if you're doing this road trip, is we are roughly about 141 miles. We're only 141 miles north oh of LA. So, so from here, Santa Barbara to um, the next area, it's like you don't have to, Once again, the highway pulls away a little from the coast. Um, my suggestion is, I, we've mentioned this before, is to go to Solvang, California. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why we all like solving California is it is a Dutch city um, that was built in California. Um, we talked about it. Um, they, they, it's Danish, not it's, Dutch. I'm sorry, Danish, Danish, yeah, Danish. Yeah. And, um, and they even have their own Little Mermaid statue. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, which is identical to the one in Europe. So, uh, going North, you have San Luis Obispo, you know, that's another probably, probably 70 miles North. Um, isn't there another mission there? Uh, yeah, I believe so. So, um, going Mm -hmm. back, we should probably mention what a mission is a mission. Um, I didn't know this being a non, a non Californian native is that California was settled by, Christian, I don't Spanish know. Spanish Christian missionaries. Missionaries. Yes. And yeah. they built, um, they built churches everywhere along a path. So you could go essentially from mission to mission and travel up, to, um, the, essentially travel up the coast. Yes. Um, there's ones the south of Orange, uh, south of LA as well. Um, it starts in in San Diego, I believe, mm-hmm. and the the theory I always heard is that there are three days walk in between each other. Oh, oh. that I didn't know. I, had not I don't know that. if that's actually true. But yeah, there's 21 of them. It starts in San Diego, ends with San Francisco, um, and there's 21 of them. And then along like the freeway, or yeah. oh, you're gonna say along- it. go. There's 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 the bells like the mission yes. bells that that kind of tell you it demonstrates El Camino Real yes El Camino Real which yes. I feel like there's so many around or there's like there's an El Camino Real in Orange County and I feel like is that the same El mm-hmm. Camino Real that's on yeah 
the road. Okay, I didn't know if it was like you know, just another name. <laughs> it wasn't the real but, one. I believe so. We have the Mission San Juan Capistrano in mm-hmm. Orange County. And then, gosh, I don't even know where the next one is. Is there like one around Los Angeles? There's, uh, yeah, there's San Gabriel, which is the one yes. mission that okay. I did my report on in fourth grade. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the, the pathway is, so they still exist today is that the pathway is actually along the highway or sometimes they're on smaller streets. What you'll see is, I guess they're maybe about six to eight foot. They almost look like a shepherd's hook, like a shepherd's staff, like yeah. a question mm-hmm. mark shape. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bell. And then you know that you're actually on the path, on the path. Um, Camino roughly translated is means the way or sometimes you hear Camino means road. Yeah, they they translate it as the Royal Road. Oh, is that okay. That's or the King's trans- Highway. Yeah. The King's Highway, cool. that's right. Mm-hmm. The King's Highway. So um so darn it. San Luis Obispo. We're at, that's where I left that's, off, right? Yeah. Yes. We did. <laughs> we're we're only halfway. Yeah. <laughs> um the other thing that I like in San Luis Obispo is that is the location of the world famous Madonna Inn. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> and this is a hotel that's um just it feels like it's strangely like in the middle of nowhere, but it is a um hotel that has over like 100 themed rooms. And so some of them are design they look like cavemen some of them look like dollhouses some of them and it is just the coolest place to stop um also this is a place where they have a really really huge um tesla charging station so if you're out there and you, that's one of the stops <laughs> that's you the vehicle you're using for your road trip <laughs> yeah well if you're california you need to yeah, that's true. Those, right? yeah um Okay, uh, we did Solvang, Ventura. Oh, my God, we're going to go on uh, Pismo. Um, Pismo Beach, which is really famous for... um, It's just got the... When you... Actually, Apple Computer in the early 2000s, I think it was an iMac, which was kind of a really nice, clearish aqua blue. It was called Pismo Blue. And, And... I, it was named after this um, this beach um, because of the particular color of blue. Uh, I th- actually, I'm sorry. I think Pismo was actually before San Luis Obispo. And then we're just going to shoot all... Oh, jeez. Um, I forgot we should mention along the way is um, Hearst Castle. Yes. yes. Huge, huge one. Yeah. Yes. So, it's in so, San Simeon. Yeah. Yeah. So, Luis Bispo is probably halfway between LA, uh, LA and San Francisco. And then another quarter of the way up. And this is where essentially there's nothing. It's just you're just going up and down this beautiful road, just staring at the ocean. And along the way, you will see Hearst Castle um, from the Hearst family, who was the pioneers in, uh, like, they, not pioneers, but they're the, newspaper conglomerate people Mm -hmm. um what's very very famous what people don't know about hearst castle is this beautiful castle on the ocean is that it was actually designed by a very famous 
woman architect whose name escapes me right now. Is it Julia Morgan? Is it her? I think it might have been. Um, she super famous, and I remember learning about her a lot when I got married. Yes. My venue was designed by her. Yes, it was, yes. Julia, yes. Morgan. Julia Morgan. Julia mm-hmm. Morgan. And what was interesting was Julia Morgan was actually almost lost to history. Um, she designed it in a very certain style, became very good friends with, um, is it William Hurst? Mr. Hurst. We'll just call him Mr. Hurst. <laughs> William Randolph Hurst, yes. And they hung out together, and they actually collaborated in designing of Hurst's castle. But her style of architecture, um, no long after a while, no longer was considered hip because modern I think it's postmodernism, modernism started coming into play, and no one wanted to commission her to do architecture for them anymore. Aww. And at one point, the Hearst Castle, as late as maybe 25 to 30 years ago, they would even say this was designed by a woman architect, Julia Morgan, but we don't know too much about her. Wow. Oh, um, she was almost lost, but there's a reemergence, and people start doing research and have rediscovered her and with a new appreciation. Very cool. Um, going further north, Carmel by the Sea. Okay, so we've jumped almost another 60, 70 miles um, north. Carmel by the Sea is just a little beautiful, rich little city on the ocean, which is amazing to hang out. Um, and is that where they filmed Big Little Eyes? I, no, I they were in Modern. I can't remember. Okay, never mind. But it's somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah. And so very close there um, is one of the most famous aquariums in the United States. It's called the Monterey Bay Aquarium. That they modeled the aquariums found in uh, Finding Dory. Right. Yes. Finding Dory, um, you know, which was after Finding Nemo. Um, going north a little bit further, you um, go get some coffee and hang out in the downtown old part of downtown Jose. It's just beautiful to walk around in to check out the city. Um, but that is the location of the Winchester House we've mentioned before. Yes. I love the Winchester House. Um, I actually still haven't gone. I, I haven't gone either. Oh, tour. it's so worth it. Yeah. So the Winchester House is the house that was designed by the wife slash widow of Win, um, the person Winchester. Mr. Winchester. God, Mr. Winchester. <laughs> I can never remember the name. And um, she went to meet a bunch of psychic spiritual, I don't know, people. And they kept on telling us, as long as you keep on increasing and building your house, the spirits of the ghosts of all the people that your husband's guns k- killed will mm-hmm. not be able to find you. So she continued to build this mansion and they were crazy things like stairs that go up into the roof and doors that actually opened up to the second floor to nowhere where if you walked out of it, you would drop into the yard two floors up and stuff. But it's a crazy house. Um, everything I've seen about it is amazing. Um, I've seen video of it, but I have not been able to make it yet. Um, and then we're probably about 50 miles away from San Francisco and that's where I'm going to leave everyone. Ooh. Oh, we skipped over yeah. Big Sur between. Oh, oh shoot! Oh, <laughs> There's yeah. too much to do and see. Important, I know, I know. Between after San Luis Obispo and before Monterey, there's that stretch of coast that's Big Sur, and it's a 
it's not a national park. Is it a state? It's some sort of, it's like, I think it's a state park where there's little state parks within it. And that in itself is probably like a day's worth of things to see at least. Gorgeous. Anyways, that's a really long drive or not really long, but we just covered a lot of land or <laughs> covered a lot of spots to go to. We probably should have done it in two podcasts, but <laughs> we, thanks for helping me out because there's so much to talk about on those. I know. It's beautiful. And I guess I'm, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll com- not complete, but I'll cover up the coast from about um, LA down to San Diego. And this isn't exactly a road trip. Um, it can be, but I, when I was in studying in Santa Barbara, I went to see some friends in San Diego and um, rather than drive because I didn't want to spend the gas money and all that stuff. Um, I took the train and it took a lot longer than driving um, because the train here stops like every 10 minutes. It feels right. like. <laughs> but I did take the train from Santa Barbara down to San Diego which is also beautiful. Um, and I might have mentioned it before, but if you've ever seen the movie 500 Days of Summer, um, they actually have a scene where they are taking the train up to Santa Barbara. And they do it in the evening, so they're like watching the sunset um, over the ocean from the train, which is really beautiful. Um, but you, it's really interesting mix because before and after LA, you're seeing the ocean and you go a little bit inland, you see like, um, you know, landscape. And then you do hit like the city in between like LA and Orange County. Um, so you're really in the concrete jungle, which was actually kind of cool because you pass some neat, um, like, what are those called? Almost like, <laughs> I think of in Greece where they raced, they raced the cars. It's like the concrete, like tunnels that are almost like abandoned aqueducts or something like that, but they're covered in really cool street graffiti and stuff. Um, Yeah, I really liked it. And then once you get into South Orange County, you're back along um, the ocean. You pass by in between San Diego and LA, there's Camp Pendleton, um, which is that a a military base, an army base. I got a secret about Camp Pendleton. Tell us. Okay. So, Camp Pendleton is obviously a military base, but and you are not normally allowed on Camp Pendleton as a civilian. However, if you are a bicycler, oh, so the only way to get down from Orange County to San Diego is he had to be on the highway. And there's parts of the highway that you, I mean, parts of the trip, if you're going by bicycle, that you have to be on the highway. You get two choices, be on the highway, or you drive up to the gates of Camp Pendleton and ask them if you can cut through the camp. Hmm. So a lot of my friends, when they're going through that area, you can actually take the side road through Camp Pendleton and go through the military base and um, exit a couple miles south, on south or north, whichever direction you're going. Cool. Wow. But that's why you see sometimes bicyclers on the highway on, um, on what is it, the 405? No, the 5. Um, you're going, why are there bicyclers on the highway? Because it's that or Camp Pendleton. So. Huh. Wow. Didn't notice that. Yeah. I don't think they think that they're a threat because, you know, they can't carry. It's like you're on a bicycle. Right. You're, just, you're not going to be carrying. Anyways. There you <laughs> well, go. Okay. Well, what's, what's really nice, first of all... Um, when you're doing the train, I guess technically you could 
get off and get back on, but you have to pay for another ticket. Um, so it's not like the road trip where you stop wherever you want and get out, but um, it's nice to have that space to spread out and walk around a little bit and be able to sit and watch um, the ocean. And those specific Amtrak, that line is called like, is it the surf liner or the coast oh, yeah. liner? Surf liner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Southern California beaches. So from like LA down to San Diego, those are really like, the sandy level beaches. Whereas when you're doing, you're going the road trip, like up towards San Francisco, um, you're getting like kind of cliffs and rockiness, um, beautiful still, but it's a totally different beach experience going North and South. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, um, you can also experience this by, by taking those Amtrak surf liners. Um, there's something called the Amtrak rail pass. Kind of oh. like the year rail pass mm-hmm. that you can purchase and you can jump off and off and on as at will. Um, it's something like you can use seven use it for seven days over a twenty one day period, and it's jump on jump off like the Euro Pass. Nice. And you know, um, having grown up in Southern California, I have done the drive to San Diego plenty of times, um, and there is lots to see and do, especially if you're on the coast, little tiny beach areas with like hole in the wall restaurants, um, really pretty lookouts, especially like if you do like Laguna area where you can see the bioluminescence when the time's right in the evenings, that special time of year. And even if you do like the inland areas, you get more of the grapevines through like Temecula, um, a lot of wine tasting and stuff down there. Um, and as you're coming into San Diego County, you get like the Del Mar where there's the the horse races, the track, the horse track. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oceanside and San Clemente where there's like beach camping. Um, so if you are doing like an actual drive, there's again plenty to stop off and see and do within that whole spread of land. Do you have a favorite beach between uh, LA and, and San Diego? Well, I actually, <laughs> I hate the beach. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big beach person. I have a lot of memories at Newport Beach um, and like Huntington and like the, the bonfire pits there. Like in, in high school, we would always like go there. So that to me was like, that is the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Laguna Beach is beautiful. I love going there just for like the whole art enclave. Laguna is mm-hmm. a great place to stop off. It's got some cliffs. It's beautiful. A lot of little hole in the wall shops. Um, and it's that whole artist community. So you can find like a lot of art and stuff there. Um, and then I really love like Coronado Beach in San Diego. That was one of my favorite places yeah. just to go oh, hang yeah. out. But, oh, but all this being said, I don't really like the beach. <laughs> How about um, you, Emily? Maybe I love the one. beach. I love Laguna. If I had to choose a beach, it would definitely be Laguna. Uh, it, exactly for what Chris had just said. I really love, like, you can just walk around Laguna and it's, like, really nice versus Newport's slightly closer, but it's not, it's, like, it's not as nice as Laguna, for sure. Um, but I really like how Laguna has like little smaller beaches like coves that you can um chill at i love everything about the beach except for how sand finds its way in. 
in the parts so, of your body that yes. you can't wash out for it's three the days. worst yeah it's like three days later it's like how why stand there <laughs> yes <laughs> everything else i love the beach um just if, they, if you could figure out a way to keep the sand out of me <laughs> that'd be great um but yeah i agree locally laguna's great i love laguna i like carlsbad if you've ever, because um, it's it's kind of like a, I mean I like it for the city. I don't really hang out at the beach. I'm same thing with the beach. Uh, it's sand, right? But <laughs> Carlsbad's really nice to walk around in. They got lots of great places to um, get a beer. It's so famous for the little breweries, and then um, Solana Beach, which feels like a oh, mini, yeah. like a mini Laguna Beach in a way, maybe. And there's an Amtrak stop in Solana Beach. Oh, perfect. Yes, there is. Mm. There, yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. I did. I think I interrupted. Did you have more to go <laughs> between sin? Me? Yeah. Or Molly? Oh no, no, that was basically it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take us inland. Okay. So my road trip. Uh, I love all of the things, parts of the coast um, that Zen and Kristen have shared. But I thought I'd take us inland. Um, and the road trip that I'm talking about, I guess you can either take it from San Francisco down, but we would take it from Orange County or Los Angeles up north. And it's to Yosemite National Park, Sequoia National Park, and Kings Canyon National Park. And this triad of national parks, they're right next to each other. And there's actually um, like a route or a route. I said Route 66 earlier, but then I say route. Anyways, um, it's called the Majestic Mountain Loop. And you could technically do it in three days. There's literally a website called MajesticMountainLoop.com. And it gives you a really basic breakdown of each going to each national park for each of those three days. Um, when I went, I think I did maybe four or five days. It was like a long holiday weekend or something like that. Um, anyways, what we did is we drove from Los Angeles to Yosemite, but we did it in the middle of the night. Uh, like it, w- it was a straight shot just driving through the night and ending up in Yosemite as the sun was rising, which was a really beautiful scene. But that also meant we didn't really get to see much on the drive up. Um, but if you're going to Yosemite from Los Angeles, it's about five, six-ish hour drive and you enter through this tunnel and you come into the park and you see what is called the tunnel view and you basically get to look through Yosemite and see all the mountains like towards the sun basically and it's a beautiful view um and then in Yosemite itself that's like one of the it's the first national park if I am remembering correctly I think it was Yes, they Congress made Yosemite Yosemite a national park first, which was like the first, you know, protected land for public enjoyment. And then from that there, that's where all the other national parks um, were established. So I think Yosemite National Park became a national park in October first, eighteen ninety. So people have been coming here for years for enjoyment, and it's a really cool format, I guess, the way that they made it because there's a loop that you can just walk around or drive around or what we did was bike around. So if you can rent or bring a bike and just go around, it's really, really beautiful to be in the Valley, Yosemite Valley. Um, 
and there's tons of hikes that you can do, whether you're a beginner or very advanced. There's like in the summer, there's rock climbers who just like camp out and try to do like all their rock climbing. Um, there's like waterfall trails and you can camp there. Um, so we did not camp there. We just came in for the day. And then after that, we drove to Sequoia National Park, which is like a three or four hour drive south-ish, south southeast-ish of Yosemite. And um, that you kind of go through Fresno and Visalia. Fresno is probably the biggest city along the route. Yeah. Um, so if you I lived need there to, like, for a while. Oh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Six months. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that long. Um, but Fresno is probably where you could best like stock up on food if you're doing like a camping trip, which is typically what people will do in Yosemite and Sequoia. But if you're not, you can also stay there and like drive into the national parks. Um, there's also Visalia, which is a smaller town. No, sm- big town, small city, I guess. That's kind of, they call it like the gateway to s- the Sequoia National Park. So there's definitely tons of little bed and breakfasts and shops that you can stay in and visit there and then drive into Sequoia National Park. We wanted to camp. So we found this campground in Three Rivers because it's really hard to get a campground if you just planned it like two weeks before. <laughs> you need to like plan months before. Right. Um, so if you want to camp inside of the National Park, you definitely plan ahead. Um but you can find places outside. So Three Rivers is a town. I think it's like the closest town to the National Park with a gas station because in Sequoia National Park, there are no, like once you enter, there is no signal for phones and no gas stations. So you need to like fuel up or get something in case you need to fuel up. Um, Sequoia National Park history, it, I pulled it up was established also in 1890. Um, and it became the second national park. So Yosemite was the first and Sequoia wow. was the second. Um, and then 50 years later in 1940, Congress established Kings Canyon National Park, um, which is now, I believe they combined the two. So it's now like Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Park because they're like right next to each other. Or at least when you get the map, they combine the maps. Because um, King Ca- Kings Canyon is super small, and there's this road that you can actually, once you enter Sequoia or Kings Canyon, you can just drive between the national parks versus like having to go out and then back in. Um, they're beautiful. Sequoia trees are insane. Um, I don't know. Like there's walking around all the trails where they kind of give you some history and information on the sequoia trees is really fascinating and actually very entertaining because for the longest time, only the sequoia trees only grew there. And then we were trying to convince people on the East Coast that we had these gigantic trees and no one <laughs> believe us because <laughs> there's like no way can trees grow that big. And so there is this one. Of like plaque of information that was like especially funny to me. The headline was like, 
a tree had to die so the world could learn or something like that. (laughs) It was like so dramatic. Um, But they probably chopped down a sequoia tree and shipped it cross country to like New York or wherever the, I think it was like a world's fair or something to prove to the rest of the world that these gigantic trees exist. Um, So it's amazing and very just like you feel so small walking through this for these forests of sequoia trees. Um, what you can, like, drive through them? Like, is yes. there one that's like hollowed out or something? Yeah, I yeah. think the one that's hollowed out is actually it. Like, is a little tricky because I think that one's actually in Yosemite. Oh, um, the I'm one not that sure. you, you actually know walk through i think but there used to be one that you could drive through and yes they've all fallen now yes actually Uh, that's true i did walk through one and i can't remember driving through one but i think they they may have they must have just have fallen down over the years yeah collapse that makes sense trees were sacrificed um so people can drive through them exactly so so people (laughs) can drive through them um, there's this really beautiful hike in Sequoia called Moro Rock, and you basically hike up to the top of this rock called Moro Rock, and you, if you've ever seen pictures of, like, I think in Switzerland or something, where you're kind of, like, on this mountain above the clouds, I, I had only seen pictures of that, and then I went to Sequoia National Park, and I was like, oh my god, I did not have to travel, like, to Europe <laughs> to get the feeling, like, it was incredible um being like watching the sunset or you can obviously watch the sunrise too but um really beautiful views and um king's canyon smaller park but still lots of beautiful things to see it depends on when you go because depending on the weather things will be closed because there's too much snow because that's what i ran into um but also, when there's a lot of snow, there's not as many people because you're kind of going at, like, a less popular time. So, pick your battles. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of that area. And then driving back down to L.A., um, you're going through the grapevine, and you see really... That's, like, the, the, the California Valley. Is that... The Central Valley. That's what it's called. The Central Valley, where you see all the farmland... Um, as you're driving so we saw like tons of oranges and almond trees and i don't know what other kinds of trees but it was just your the whole stretch of highway for a really long time is just all these different fruit and other trees that the rest of the state slash country gets i don't really know where that food goes but it was really amazing to see (laughs) um and then you can go through Bakersfield. I don't really know what there is to do there. And then Nothing. you go back down to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. So the bulk of the road trip for the, what do I call it? Majestic Mountain Loop. It's it's focused on the national parks, the actual roads to get there. There's not much going on <laughs> except for the trees. And then there's like desert. But Yeah. Cool. Beautiful. Lots to see in California. And that was like, we didn't even go like north of San Francisco. I know. <laughs> and that's where like Sacramento is. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. Santa Rosa and 
so many other places to go. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you. If we have any last words, if we don't have any last words, then thank you <laughs> so much for listening to us talk about San Francisco and from San Francisco down to San Diego and all the road trips you could possibly take. And I'm sure there's other ones, other routes you can take because there's roads everywhere. I don't know where I'm going. Um, so we hope you guys enjoyed that and learned some things. We will be back with more road trip podcasts. And until then, you can contact us on our social media channels where you can find our photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. Also, if you're newer to our podcast, you can check out some of our older ones on destinations like Washington, D.C., London, and even Austin, Texas, just to name a few. And look out for our upcoming podcasts on Hawaii, Denver, and a return to Florence, Italy. Meet us in Paris is a University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost looking to increase your workplace knowledge or seeking a new profession, Check them out at ce.uci.edu for the professional courses. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye.